Welcome to Tech Uncorked. I'm Dean Gratton. And I'm Sarah Jane Gratton. And together we explore a new world of technology and innovation. With lively discussion and some great interviews. It's been a while since we've been here, a few weeks. And that's because, like most people we know, we've suffered a loss in the family um, and we know many people have in these challenging times, but it's hit us very hard, hasn't it? Yeah, you know, you think it's going on elsewhere, and when it it actually hits home and it becomes yeah. personal to you, then yeah, then, yeah. yeah, it knocks you for six. It does knock you for six. It's been it's been a very difficult time, and we can empathise with uh, anyone who's gone through a similar period, which is uh, yeah, incredibly difficult and sad to deal with. Anyway, we're we're back this week to talk about energy, um, whether that's uh, renewable energy, sustainability, all those wonderful keywords that uh, have been knocked around for a, for the past ten years or so. And understanding how how you are are using um, new ways of um, providing energy for yourselves, whether that's adopting solar panels whether that's using a heat or an air source heating system, ground well, that, source yeah, well that, or yeah, air that's, source. Well, that's topical because that's yeah. what we chose. Yeah. So in our house in Cambridgeshire, uh, we have no gas in the village. So our heating to heat the house and to heat the water was very uh, challenging, let's say, uh, where we had an immersion heater to heat the water. Um, and we had um, a, what's called a GEC Nightstore 100 a system that would use economy seven, a tariff uh, of seven hours, where, which was in the evening, which would be a low rate. Uh, bricks inside it, it would heat up during the economy seven and then disperse this heat during the day to heat the house. But it becomes so inefficient mm. and power hungry. Mm. Um, our bills were astronomical. Bills were astronomical and we were never warm. Yeah, and we, yeah. It, I mean, it, it would be four hours in the morning, it would heat the house and then. That would be it. It was it gone. Would, yeah, it would have to drain new energy from the, the main grid to actually heat the house, but it was so ineffective at doing so. Yeah, I remember walking around and actually seeing my breath inside the house and thinking, this is not good. But because the energy was so, uh, so expensive, the electricity to power this unit was so expensive, we thought, oh, okay, let's, let's choose um, solar panels. And we got solar panels installed with batteries as an option. Um, which um, was great, but it still didn't really overcome the issues with this uh, ineffective heating system. Continued to research and research and research, and we came across um, two options, one called air source and the other ground source. Uh, ground source would be beneficial from a, from the renewable heat energy incentive, which was... Uh, provided by the government because you 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 chose a heating system with which has a carbon zero effect doesn't use gas or oil or anything it's carbon zero so they provide you a benefit for choosing uh, such a system um we couldn't go through with the ground source because that's a more costly system to install and instead we chose the air source um now the great thing about this air source heat heating system was that not only did it power the existing wet radiators that we had in the house um we could also replace the immersion heater which would give us the hot water and of course with the system we had the and we had 
three levels. So on the top floor was the master bedroom with the with the shower and so on and so on. And we had to use a, a pump with the immersion heater to uh, to shift the water upstairs. Uh, but the actual uh, system with this air source uh, allowed us to provide mains pressured uh, water across the house because the actual unit the cylinder that we installed which was which effectively became the brains of the whole entire system would distribute the water upstairs if uh, mains pressured and elsewhere around the house mains pressured and it was such i, I tell you the, the i know it's a first world problem but the joy of having mains pressured hot water in the house was so wonderful mm, it was so good and it really made the place feel like home, actually having heat. <laughs> it, it got to the point where, we, we okay, we, we did the whole thing with um, uh, with the smart home technology. We installed a, a, a Nest a thermostat, which was connected to the, to the heating system, the new heating system. And it would, it would uh, monitor, set temperatures and all this kind of stuff. So it, it would um, use weather compensation to... to Check the weather outside to adjust the temperature mm. of the of the radiators and vice versa and so on and so on, and um, and of course you could set the heating system with Amazon Echo. I won't say her name because she's right there, and and, and it's fundamental. It was wonderful, and having such a heating system, an effective heating system, made the house actually warm, which we weren't used to. No, so. But it was actually, great. <laughs> yeah, it just it was it became uncomfortable because it was so warm. I mean, complaining about that is insane, and and so we would often set the uh, the, the temperature at its lowest, which was sixteen degrees Celsius, and and that was comfortable for us. But oh god, it's so so air source heat pump and solar panels, and we did notice a huge difference, a benefit to our to our bills uh, mm-hmm. across the year. So in the summer months. With the solar panels, we were hardly paying anything. And of course, conversely, in the winter months, the the, the price would go up slightly. But overall, it would compensate and balance itself out over the year. It was very good. I think one thing I'd say to anybody thinking about getting solar panels is... You have to think in terms of, of a new way of using the energy mm. available because traditionally when we had uh, the old system, you know, it was all off-peak at night um, with solar panels. You want to do your washing, you want to do your drying, you want to do your dishwashing when the sun is shining and you've got maximum maximum amount of energy coming in into the property. So it's kind. it did take a while to get my head around, oh, oh, sun shining. 11 o'clock in the morning, midday, let's get that washing on because that's that's going to save you money. So that's just a little tip to anybody thinking and about getting... And, of course, getting... The, the other caveat to that is that you, whilst you are ha- having the energy coming into the house courtesy of the sun, you, you should only use one appliance at a time. So you put the washing on because that washing machine will use that energy. Yes. Once that cycle is finished, then put your dryer on. So don't use the uh, your appliances simultaneously yeah because you're likely to use more energy than the the sun or your panels are generating from the sun so yes another good tip there but it's so interesting the ways that technology sustainable technology is is changing people's lives for the better and uh, you know helping to keep costs down helping the environment of course and we're all pushing forward towards those um goals the government has set 
Let's be honest, with the government, it changes every five minutes. <laughs> I mean, for example, with smart metering, which was supposed to help yep. with your energy consumption, the rollout yep. was going to be achieved by 2020. Yep. We did learn of later that uh, this had been pushed out to 2024, and no, no doubt with the pandemic and the, uh, the the issues that are going on right now, that's going to be pushed out further, which, which is absolutely fine. But do you uh, think smart meters are are helping people to monitor and reduce their their bills? Well, yes, they naturally they would help uh, people monitor what's going on in the household. As to whether or not it helps reduce the bills. I suppose if people are that conscious and aware of what's going on and how they're using their appliances mm. in their home, mm. then they can choose to use their appliances at different times of the day. But then that's, that would only be a benefit if they have an econ- Economy 7 tariff where they can defer or set a timer in their dishwasher to wash at night during that period. Mm. Well, but my it- cousin Judy said to me that having a smart meter made her aware of how much power was consumed when things were in standby, on standby. And by actually turning off the things that were normally on standby, she was saved saved an enormous amount. And it was her smart meter that made her aware of that. But that's something we chose to do. Because we, we did the whole, the air source thing, the solar panel thing. Fortunately, we did other work in the house. And part of that work was to have electrical work done. And we had various items in the house where we could actually choose to switch it off completely. So, for mm. example, our TV system, our cinema room, we could choose to have that uh, completely shut off. So we made that decision not to have mm. anything on standby. Mm. It's amazing how much power things do use. Yeah. You don't think about that. You think if you've, you know, you see that little red dot, it's not not really doing anything. But yeah, it is still taking power. It's like the devil watching. <laughs> yeah, you. The, the red eye, eyes. the red eye of doom. <laughs> yeah. But this, I mean, I, I'm still, well, for me, it, I'm still out as to whether or not the uh, whole smart meter thing will help. Because the, the great thing about the Economy 7 is that you can defer your appliances to start at particular times, whether you can do that with your drying or washing machine or dishwasher, which, okay, that does, that, that does offer you the, the, the benefit of uh, energy use or reduced energy use. But with the energy companies, the big six, they will be looking to replace uh, the economy seven. They want you to on on different tariffs. I mean, I spoke to one supplier where they were looking to introduce a three tier tariff, where they would offer you different rates during the day, but at the peak rate when energy is used the most, I think it was from four o'clock in the afternoon to seven o'clock in the evening where the, that, that's the peak use across the UK. And they wanted to introduce that as a premium tariff. Well, that's a bit of a bugger because, I mean, if kids get home from school, you finish your work, that's, that's when you've got your electric oven on, cooking the pizza or whatever uh, nonsense you've got in the oven. I mean, that is a peak period of time when... Um, the, you're going to need to use yeah, more Yeah, you're going to need to use it anyway. So I, I don't understand that mentality. And, and it just, well, it's, it's probably laughable. the mentality of making as much as they can from everybody. Yeah, well, that's, we can all be cynical about that, but I have to say you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. okay, we'll bugger you senseless because uh, you choose to use it at the peak period and this is what we've deemed to be the peak period. Mm, it's trying to encourage people to do things, I guess, that aren't using it during the peak period is 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 worthy exercise in some respects but in terms of family life it's damn difficult unless you're going to give your your children salad 
at four <laughs> o'clock every day. My children do not look like rabbits. So, or, <laughs> yeah, or prepare something that um, can be quickly heated up in the microwave, which isn't particularly a great option. Um, yeah, yeah, there is um, a sort of dichotomy of values there, isn't there? Talking about energy, so one of the options we chose with um, the solar panels uh, was uh, to have batteries. And that's also benefited us because during the Economy 7, our batteries are recharged if they, are, they haven't been recharged by the sun. So that further compensates us in, in terms of energy use across the house. But talking about batteries, I think uh, electrical vehicles, I think the evolution of the battery inside a, a vehicle I mean, this is a game changer. I know we got uh, Tesla and all this kind of stuff going on, and Elon Musk uh, doing all this stuff. Well, that's great, but we need to see the battery really change and evolve. Mm. We need to see it. We need to see these cars do two hundred miles to three hundred, five hundred miles. We, we need to really see it, and the actual charging time when mm. you have exhausted part of your. You, you, most of your battery in the car and you go to your service station you, you don't want to be waiting there four hours five no, hours to charge I, up no there are vehicles now um i don't know if you've read about this but there's a vehicle the electric car i don't know how far it goes on this but you can plug it in and it will charge in five minutes and it's ready to go what, again. fully 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 charged in five minutes fully 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 <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. But what's the range of that? Do you remember the no, range? No, I don't know. I'd have to... Um, if anybody knows that, please let us know. Um, yes, please. That would be great. But no, it's. I think it's meant to be a sort of a second car shopper, charge it up, pop down to the shops. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it's meant to be a sort of grand adventure vehicle. You know, you go off on a road trip. I think it is meant to be a very practical second car. But, I mean, if you're able to do that now with a small car charge it in five minutes it won't be long before the larger cars and perhaps perhaps they already can um be charged very very quickly i don't think the four hours is the case anymore well that's great i mean i'm thinking now about taking the car up just to go down to the shop i mean to be honest we often use waitrose to deliver our goods to the house mm. um do we need to get in the car Actually, in fact do we need our car well uh, it depends where you live doesn't it because we don't but so many people who either don't have access to online shopping deliveries, living in the rural areas, and some of them still don't, or actually just getting out of the house for a trip. And, you know, during lockdown, it's just been a joy to have an excuse to leave the house and get in the car to get groceries. So we don't, <laughs> we don't want to all become agoraphobic due to due to the virus. And, I mean, I personally think electric cars, well... I don't think I know. We know electric cars are the future. Jaguar. By Jaguar. 2030, all their cars will be... Yeah, electric. Will be electric. Mm. Now, we have driven Jags for 20 years, and we love the power. And also the sound. That's going to be really strange to anybody that drives a car and has got that vroom, vroom, vroom. Especially with a V8. It, well, yeah. When you plug in... <laughs> when you turn the key, sorry, of your new jaguar <laughs> after it's been plugged in and hear nothing well it's it, it's not nothing but well, it's not much that's not entirely true because when we when we had our first jag a long yeah. time ago now yeah and um 
Oh, it was a lovely thing. The XJ was lovely. Mm. And I remember walking, uh, not walking, driving down in an area which was ordinarily pedestrianised, but we could actually drive down there. And we did so slowly. Mm. They couldn't hear the, the car. Even though it was a V8, mm. they couldn't hear mm. the engine. Yeah, that's true. But you said to me recently that you you hear the electric cars go by because you hear the sound of the tyres. Well, oh, but yeah. actually you don't hear... Well, we the have car. cobbled stones here, so, mm. and I heard, I did hear an electric car drive away. You can hear the, the hum of the, of the car itself, but because its tyres were hitting the cobbled stones, you could hear the. But you knew it was electric. But I knew it was, yeah, distinctly electric because of the hum. Almost like a high pitch. It wasn't an annoying high pitch. But it, you could hear it. It just made a different sound altogether. Mm. And this is something we're going to experience more and more. And, and, and rightly so. It'll be interesting to to find out more. And one of our, our neighbours is thinking of getting an electric car. So I will report on her experience if when she test drives, because she's asked me to go with her. So that will be an interesting experience to test drive with her, a little electric car, and find out more. Um, because this is something we haven't tried ourselves. We don't know that much about. Um, it's an area where we, we are keen to learn more about the technologies that are advancing and evolving the electric car market and it's where it's all heading. It's, for me, it's the battery. It's all to the battery, yeah. That, that's, it's all down yep, to the battery. That, 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 that's it for me. And also, though, well, going to the solar panels again, um, I remember going to... No, we went to Paris for a show, for an energy show. Oh, God, it was many years ago. And they were talking about how um, all houses, modern houses today, should be built with solar panels. Mm. And how, if you're building up, a, say, for example, a new estate, mm. with, say, uh, maybe 80 houses on that estate, every house in that estate should have solar panels. Mm. And uh, that estate would have a, a community hub of batteries, Yep. Which would which would charge during the day, charge perhaps on economy seven tariff or a cheap tariff. Oh, I remember this. Yeah. And then of course when all the households exhausted that energy from both the sun and the batteries, then it would only tap into the grid. Uh but for intensive purposes, it would sustain itself mostly on the sun or the batteries that had been charged on a cheap tariff. Ultimately not to draw from the grid constantly mm, I, I love that. that idea yeah it's a fantastic idea and i wonder if that's something that's we, we will look into that and report back as to whether or not that's something that's already happening because i think it's a great idea well and well i know we did over here on the train on the eurostar going to paris um how um in america they are taking that philosophy which is surprising to hear giving the uh, previous administration <laughs> how um all houses are being built with energy in mind and, and solar panels are there as default. Yeah. And I think that's brilliant. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm wondering why Europe and the UK, because we're two separate things now, uh, aren't doing the same. Mm, mm. Yeah, an interesting question. An interesting question. If anybody knows any more information about yeah, that, then please, please share with us. Because we're fascinated by this. We are fascinated by this. And it's great to be back. And... Um, 
Yeah, and just on a personal note, want to thank you all for the many messages of support you sent through to us. Yes, thank you so much. Kind words, thank you. Really great. Um, it really was such a boost to receive such incredible feedback and support during this difficult time. So um, I think that's it for today. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll be back very soon with another episode.